You're listening to Thoughts of Thaddeus, a show dedicated to people wrestling with life and faith. Here is Pastor Nick Pierce. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Nick Pierce. This is Thoughts of Thaddeus. I just always kind of love to remind, uh, you know, when people find out this little project I got going on, they're always asking, you know, what's Thoughts of Thaddeus come from? And and so I encourage you to go back and kind of read the about uh, with Thaddeus, uh, where that came from, Uh, kind of a pen name, Thaddeus Harold, that I just uh, kind of mess around under. Probably nothing will ever become of it, but all good in the hood. So, hey, we have been talking about just life and faith and just uh, trying to be real and honest with, uh, honestly, with, (laughs) try to be honest, honestly, honest with our, how many times can you say honest in a sentence, right? So the thought is to be honest with ourselves first, um, and we need to be honest with other people. Um, And so looking at life and faith and, and just to be real and transparent and authentic. And, you know, it's always our, you know, a job of a leader to, to be able to identify reality. And I think that's for any one of us to, to not think highly of ourselves and not to think too lowly of ourselves, but to, to take an honest look at our lives and say, okay, where am I at? Who am I becoming? And is that who I want to become? You know, and so just a conversation about life and faith, and, and we hope uh, it is edifying to you, and uh, if anything, maybe slightly humorous. So uh, I think in a previous podcast, I was talking about an old hymn, and and now there's another song that I was thinking of uh, that one of our worship leaders did recently, and um, nothing against worship leaders, but I love how they'll do the bridge uh, 114 times in case the first, you know, 112 uh didn't he didn't understand what we were singing or talking about or whatever we'll just do it a couple more times just to make sure and then twice more after that anyway so there's this song and in the bridge it says what the enemy meant for evil you turned it for good and and i was listening to that song and just kind of uh you know this Sometimes a whole song will impact me, and other times just a couple lines will really hit me and cause me to think and wonder. And it's and it's hard because it's not something I sit down and be like, okay, what song is really good? What's a great line in a song? Like I, it's almost in a sense I can't control it. I'll be in the middle of worship, and all of a sudden a line will hit me, and and my worship changes from engaging and singing. And I start worshiping in the sense of engaging through thinking and thinking through the depth of what we're singing and what we're saying right there. And so what the enemy meant for evil, you turned it for good. Think about the most horrible moment in history where an innocent man was killed, died by one of the most humiliating excruciating again that's where that word crucifixion even that's where we get the word excruciating from is from crucifixion is killed the most horrible moment in history but it turned out to be the very best moment in history the cross of calvary that jesus christ went in our place he was our in in your three dollar theological term as our substitutionary atonement. He took our place and he took 
our payment, our punishment for our sins. A horrible moment in history from one view. But for us, one of the very best moments of history because without it, we would have no salvation whatsoever. And so, you know, when Jesus was being nailed on the cross, I wonder if Satan thought, there's my victory, I won. But he never knew, he had no thought of the resurrection, even though Jesus did, right? Jesus is God and is all-knowing, but the enemy is not. So as Christ is, is calling out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me from the cross? Did Satan think, that's exactly right. He has forsaken you and I have won. But we know that Jesus knew. He even said, tear down this temple and I will rebuild it and I will raise it up in three days. And everybody thought he was talking about the temple in Jerusalem, but he was talking about his body. And did Satan think that's my victory right there on the cross? One of the most horrible moments. But for us as believers who have placed our faith, our entire life on the life, ministry, death, and resurrection of Jesus. One of the very best moments. And to even take this and, and just to keep walking it out and fleshing it out even in our own lives. It's same, the same is true for me and you. That sometimes some of the most horrible moments in our life actually turn out to be some of the best moments in our lives. You know, the things that we see and think are just storms and disasters and tribulation and trials, but in the hands of a powerful living God, He brings His amazing grace and His mercy into our lives and what the enemy meant for evil, He turned out for good. For me personally, this really rang true for me about six or seven years ago um, when I went to the doctor and then after some tests and some scans and I go home and I get a call from the physician to say, you have some form of cancer. You're going into immediate surgery the next day and then in two weeks, you're going to have a port put into your chest and you start chemotherapy and you're going to do four months of chemo to fight the cancer that is growing in your body. We were just in full-time ministry. I mean, months into full-time ministry. It completely put everything that we had on hold. It, it, was, it was everything in me just to keep the ministry afloat. I only missed two Wednesday nights. Uh, the night that I was diagnosed and the very last round of chemotherapy. Still trying to be there for students and, and leaders and parents. It was, it was horrible. <laughs> um, my body was just at war with itself. And, and the cancer, having cancer wasn't, we really didn't have that, or we, I say we all the time. I really didn't have that many symptoms. But the symptoms, the, the byproducts of chemo, the fatigue, I, I can't even articulate the, the, the nausea that I had constantly and just always being just worn out and how that 
plays into your emotional and psychological health was just, it was heavy. It was a burden and all of that playing into your spiritual health. It was, I remember one time my wife woke me up. We had to drive an hour to chemo and I would, I would go to chemo five days a week for about six hours a day. It's an hour drive one way. And and I was just feeling horrible. And what was so hard, we'd do five days in a row and then two weeks off. And we just kind of did that rotation. Well, with the two weeks off, after a few days, I would start to feel normal again. And I would feel fine. And then the moment we went back into chemo and they hooked me up and they started pumping the chemotherapy drugs, that's when I started feeling horrible again. So one morning, you know, my wife comes in and she says, you know, Nick, get up. It's, it's time. We got to get, you got to get ready. We got to go to chemo. And I said, I'm not going. Like I'm, why am I keep submitting myself voluntarily to this? It's making me feel absolutely horrible. Like when people say, I will never do chemo again. I get it. Like I totally get it. And my wife just full of grace and mercy and truth. She just looked at me and she said, you have a young wife. You have three small kids. Get up. We're going to chemo. We leave in 15 minutes. Yes, ma'am. And you just, you know, you just got up and you just went. But, you know, so what we thought was just this massive attack that Satan was just trying to disrupt everything in ministry. The good that sometimes we were able to see even in the midst of it, but even after to be able to look back and see how God was moving and working at every turn, just great friends that stepped up for us that were there the day uh, that I was, the night that I was diagnosed and the day that I went into surgery um, that are still just close lifelong friends. Um, also just the relationships that we developed. There was like, there was a music therapist uh, during chemo. He'd come around and just play music and sometimes he'd bring instruments for you to play. And just, it was good just take your mind off things. And, and already as a guitar player, it was kind of fun. He'd bring a second guitar and we'd just kind of jam. And, and you know, the first couple of days of chemo, I, I could kind of mask it and feel okay. And like, you know, press through. But the last few days of chemo of the week, I would just lay there and just, and he'd just play and sing, and it was it was just enough to try to make uh, make my mind distracted from what was going on in my body. But something that I thought was just absolutely horrible, and and at times felt under so much attack, he turned into so much good. We, me and my wife, talk all the time about how what we miss about chemo and that's a weird statement to say like you even you say that to people that have dealt with cancer or somebody with cancer or somebody or somebody that has no kind of connection uh to what you go through with chemo and you say that and you always get a weird look our faith our relationship with god our relationship with each other uh was so strong at that point you know, we were at such peace. And I mean, even in the hour drives, like we lived in Wisconsin at the time, and it was just snow and sleet. I mean, it wasn't like smooth uh, travels. One day they tried to get us a hotel room and a hotel nearby so we wouldn't have to drive back. And, and I said no. So after a full day of chemo, I drove home. 
because uh, my wife was scared and just all these things that, you know, in one breath I could be thinking everything that the enemy is doing against us, like how it hiccuped and disrupted ministry, but in the reality it actually progressed and moved the ministry more forward because, you know, every Wednesday, every Sunday I'm with my students and in, in our churches and and even as I'm losing hair and I got moon face from all the steroids and I'm, I'd, I'd wear a mask during kind of the hangout time of youth group. And then once the kids sat down, I'd take my mask off and I would teach. And, and I think a lot of it, it wasn't even the words that were coming out of my mouth. It was the, the example of faith and trust that spoke more to the students than even anything that I said. And so I encourage you to look at your life. And, and take an objective view and say, okay, I, I am prone to think that this is something that the enemy meant for evil, but how is God going to turn it for good? So for me, even now, like I, I need to, and I need to keep changing how I look at things in my own life, not for what they are, you know, because to be very honest, we can't fully trust what we see, what we hear, you know, what we can process with our senses because there's a whole spiritual side of things. And so we, we need to change how we look at things in our lives, not just for what they are, but for how the Lord is moving and working and how he's going to uh, guide and direct us in these things. The, what's the bigger thing that God is doing in this? Where we, we might think, oh, this is bad. This is something that the enemy meant for evil. But the whole time it's been in. And I love the line that talks about our lives when they can feel so out of control and in chaos are in perfectly sovereign hands. And so in those moments where we feel chaos and craziness and just a lack of peace and understanding. We just need to trust that this situation, this circumstance, this season of our life is in perfect sovereign hands. And so to even change our thinking, to look at it, how is God using this circumstance or this situation to bring about more of his never-ending, unending, steadfast love and grace and our lives, it really changes. You know, when we change our perspective, we change our outcomes, and we and we change how we see God moving in our lives, and it changes our relationship with Him, because it's requiring of us more faith and dependence and and yielding and submitting to Him. And so, yeah, that's running through my heart, and my mind as I'm. In worship, and I hear the words, what the enemy meant for evil, you turned it for good. And so I hope this helps to look at your life and where things are in disarray and craziness, to look beyond those, look through those, and see a sovereign God who is in control and who loves you, and see how he is moving and working and how he is going to use this. Because with God, there's no wasted pain. He uses everything. So I hope this is an encouragement to you. Hope you have a great day. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Thoughts of Daddies. 
If you have any questions about God or want to get deeper into your faith, feel free to hit Pastor Nick Pierce up on Instagram at Nickus1. That's N-I-K-K-U-S-1. Thanks and have a great day.